Hey guys, welcome to the Roundtable episode 84. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life, and this is Mike Hill. He is our pastor. And to the left of me in our couch, we have Jim and Ellen Nunley. Don't they look comfortable? In they look couch? so comfortable. You know, the only problem with the couch is they look like they don't like each other. <laughs> Right, like we need to like stretch the mics out. There. There we yeah, go. That, yeah, that's Make perfect. us sit a little closer. Yeah, so before we jump into where you guys are at, Jenny, I got to hear, like, how was your Christmas? I mean, it was good. Do you and, want to hear what happened to me yesterday? Yes. I had the most intense, intense time out at the Golden Retriever Farm. Have you ever seen a dog fight? <laughs> My heart rate yeah. got up to like 173. Like a, okay, so like a dog fight, like you went to watch it? So, like one no. Michael Vick put no, on? No, like, like one happened. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say? Just, one that Michael Vick put on. No, no, okay, nobody put Michael on. Michael Vick got kicked out of the NFL for dog fighting. Did he really? Yeah, Pitbulls yeah. fight. Yeah. No, he wasn't there. Right. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just turned around and all of a sudden, or I turned my back to a couple dogs and then they just started like mal- like mouling each other. Mm -hmm. And then, so the boy dogs were fighting and then the two girl dogs started fighting. And I mean, it looked like a murder scene in there. Was there blood? Everywhere. Seriously? Oh my gosh. I'm, the dogs are like cream color, like, um, Roman. Okay. And I mean, covered completely in blood. I had not, like, I don't know if I was running on adrenaline or what, but. So what'd you do? Did you jump in the middle and rip them apart? Yes. Yes. The first time I ever met Glenda, she was like. If there is ever a dog fight, do not intervene because they will probably bite you. So what nope. did you and I, in my head, when she said, right, <laughs> no, in my head, when I she mean, said that in that moment, I'm like, that's not going to happen because no, I, I know myself. I dive right in there. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I started. Well, first I was screaming bloody murder, and they weren't breaking up. Well, did the girls help? did, but the men weren't. The boys typical. never listened. No, the boys. Well, mm. because one of them is pregnant. Roman's mom, we think, is either. And he are pregnant. Okay. So the boys are like fighting over her. Got it. But they would not stop from me yelling at them. So then I found this like bench, like step stool type of thing. And I was beating the crap out of them with it. And then I grabbed their collar and I got them um, like removed and separated. And then I tried letting uh, one of the females back in with one of the males. And then the other one. Like leading them back in so they can get it on or Yeah, what? but I, no, no, to separate oh. them. Oh, Because it. I knew she wanted well, to be with him. I was thinking about the whole breeding thing. Like this is a breeding farm, right? Right, yeah. Right. I'm thinking no. like you're letting them in to breed. No, right. she was just really scared. And oh, I just it. wanted, she likes him. So I knew that they needed to they be need, together. They would comfort each other. Yes. Got it. And so when I was ha- doing that, the one pushed his way back in there and then more bloodshed. I mean, so the one grabbed his nose and the blood was just squirting. He was squealing. Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah. Well, I've not been the this. same since. <laughs> I'm serious. I thought like I was seeing a murder. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't kick them too hard and break their bladder like Brady did to his dog. Really? Because they were fighting like that? So our Australian shepherds that they just have these moments where they just go nuts they on do? each other. And like the two that we have now don't, but our old two did and his two who came from the same litter uh-huh. do. And so Ozzy, his favorite dog, he was trying to get him apart and kick him to get him apart and kicked him. And then didn't realize that till like two days later that. He had broke the bladder of Ozzy and $4,000 later. Wow. He got his dog fixed. Wow. (laughs) And it was that bad? Like they wouldn't let go? Like that kind of a fight? Yeah. I mean, furs flying and... Blood? I don't know. I mean, Glenda said, and she's seen a lot of dog fights and she's been bit a lot. And she was like, 
I she wasn't expecting to see what she saw when she walked out there. Like a mass murder just yes, happened. Yes, I mean, there was blood everywhere. As much true crime as I was like, see? I was <laughs> in there. I'm like, I imagine this is what it's like, you know? But yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So, Jim and Ellen, how about you guys? Christmas tradition, something fun you did, something exciting? I mean, a with gift the we- that with, you got that you were like, wow. With, with the weather, the mm-hmm. Eve service got canceled. Her brother... And her sister-in-law ended up sick, so we didn't go over to her mom's yet until yeah. next weekend. So all we did was go out to dad's for a few hours. Okay. I mean. It wasn't exciting. Christmas no. felt weird this year. There were no dog fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. nothing, like, super exciting. <laughs> no, no actually not. I mean. Well, you got a game for a Switch that we played a lot. Well, so what is it? The sports one. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like just got a bunch like of Wii, bunch of like different. Yeah. Is that what a Switch is? Like, Nintendo. what's a Switch? Nintendo yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Switch. I'm hey. not a gamer either, but we but have you play, one. You played bowling. I did with him. Yeah, did I do. I do with my kid. Did you win? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got he got really really mad, and we had to have a whole conversation about it. That nobody's Aww. nobody's going to keep playing with you if you get mad when you get beat. And, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It turned into a major learning session. So yeah. So how I'm do you keep that? How it. do you keep that competitive spirit in your kid without, Ooh. you know, him turning into a? Well, I have it. So what? I mean, I'm ridiculously competitive. Right. But and I'm you can not, not going to show when you it. Get beat. Not me. What? <laughs> Never in your <laughs> life. I sure. I used <laughs> to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I and mean, nobody I, wanted to play with you mm, because you're a butt face or what? I don't know. <laughs> I I've always been super competitive, but at the end of the day, I guess. I mean, if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. And you're not like upset about it? Not really. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> not really. I mean, wants to. I want to win. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, Always. I but I, but I'm not going to be all ticked off throwing stuff across the room and whatnot when I get beat. I mean, it's the same with the horses. No, I'm just going to figure out how to get better and beat you the next time. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Like not pouting. Just, just teach that to teach that determined. to your kids. So that's yeah. what you taught him. Well, get better and come back again. For, yeah, well, he, he's getting better. I mean, it's just a dumb video game, but I, I don't know. I've got a, I've got a weird view on like everything can be a teaching moment with your kids. To me, I don't, I don't care okay. what comes up, but okay. it's just, just like that. It's like if you're gonna pout because I beat you at a silly bowling game. Okay. Then. So how do you want him to react? Do you want him to be okay? I I want him to be super. I and mean, we fight this with the horses because he's on a very expensive horse that yeah. he could go out and kill everybody with. Yeah. But he hasn't got that grit just yet. Okay. And but I want him to have that grit. But with that, you have to learn. You have to learn how to win, and you have to learn how to lose. Yeah. So what's it look like to learn how to lose? Yeah. Like how does somebody respond? If you get well, your if you get, moment. Yeah. I mean, if you get your butt kicked, you still got to go shake somebody's hand and tell them that that they did a good job. Mm, that's hard. You can't just hit him in the face with a football helmet. <laughs> well, I mean, is that a personal experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah no kidding. Absolutely. Senior year yeah. in high school, yeah. we were playing I mean, South Adams, and like somebody mouthed off in the line. It's my yeah. senior year, so I had my helmet, and I smashed him upside the head <laughs> with my helmet. So one, one, one that thing good, that good I really, really, reason. really hate in this world is that there are people that are ridiculously good at certain things, and you know they're ridiculously good at it. Okay. Like, it's the same in the horse where barrel horse people are just crazy. You, your wife is a barrel horse yeah, person. Yeah, I'm a barrel horse person. <laughs> Not really. So I'm, are, I'm, is I'm, Alan crazy? I'm a pole bender. Yes. But they are. Okay. They're, <laughs> there you go. They're, they're ridiculously clicky, but the, the good ones, they're the good ones, you know, they're good because they're stupid, arrogant, and okay. they, they never, 
they never tell you you did a good job or you had a good run or this and that. There are a few that are out there. But I want to what you're stereotyping a little bit. I always growing up. Growing up, I had a a decent sized group of friends that we all had horses, right? And on the weekends. We during the day we would all try to kick each other's butt. Like mm-hmm. everybody wanted to win no matter what. Mm-hmm. But we all hung around at the campfire in the night and we were all really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna kick your butt during the day. I wanna win because that's my nature. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you know, well, I still wanna be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I would the reason I asked that is because you know, Brady was a very, 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 very strong willed kid. And so a lot of people's response was, is like, you got to break his will. I'm like, dude, I'm not breaking his will. I'm going to teach him how to channel it. Just like as an example. So one time uh, we left on Easter. So I wasn't here for an Easter Sunday. And so Brady was in his seventh or eighth class at Crestview. Then the week after. And so his teacher, so we get a phone call. Hey, we need to. You need to come <laughs> in and meet with all of the team of teachers. Oh my gosh! Brady had an incident, and I'm like, "Well, what was the incident?" He's like, "He called the teacher a bitch," <gasps> and I'm like, huh, all right. <laughs> right, "Let's right. go in and see what's wrong." So, <laughs> For sure. so this, we're all sitting around the table, and so I said, "Well, what happened? Tell me what happened." And the teacher's like, "Well." I told Brady that I just thought that it was terrible for your dad to leave on Easter since he's a pastor, you know, and that he shouldn't be gone on Easter Sunday. And Brady stands up and says, well, you're a bitch. (laughs) And so (laughs) so so they said, what do you think about that? And I'm like, well, I'm glad glad he said it. Whatever his his punishment's going to have to be, let it be, because I don't think what you said was right. right, And you should stay out of it. So. Again, right. just like what's the balance of like, still keeping them competitive and strong-willed and on the right path and not, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to want to break him. Like, yeah. she I gets, know you don't. Some, some of the times he gets a little rambunctious and this and that. And Ellen? She, yeah, the, the light she does. And, and she, yeah. Yeah. Like, she, like she, she wants him to be a lot of times this perfect little angel at school, right? It's and I'm hard like, when you teach at the school, yeah, yeah that would, would be. When he's would not, when he's not I'm okay with it yeah. because I want him to be out there. I want him to be adventurous. I want him to. I mean, it's like, a fine line. I just, yes. there, it yeah. is a fine line. But that kid has got some ridiculous natural leadership skills and okay. I don't want to bottle that up. Right. So I want to figure I out, him out. I just have to do it in the right direction. Okay. I mean, you, there, everybody that's been around him says that like he can take a group of kids up there and lead them at eight years old. And I just, I love it. I mean, because I was never that way. I'm still not that way. I'm trying to figure it out for where I need to go. <laughs> but for him to have that natural gift, that is amazing. So if he wants to be a little butt once in a while, I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> perfectly fine. <It's> gone. <laughs> Wait a second. So give us the mom's perspective. Oh, no. Like, what's the balance? Because here's I don't the thing. Know. I don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> no, I think because I do think that in raising children, like having the balance between a father and a mother, 
mm-hmm. is what helps a child understand both sides of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a father's going to do one thing and a mother's going to do another. Sure. And because they have both of them, it's going to be a good offset in understanding what that looks like. Because a lot of times dads are encouraging, it's okay to be a butt. And mom's like, except for in certain places, don't be a butt. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I would that, agree with that. Ellen, is that kind of yeah, on the... I mean- like, for example, one time he got in trouble. He hit a kid mm-hmm. on the playground mm-hmm. in first grade. Like, decked him. Oh, first grade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Decked him. Decked well, the, him. Come, decked to find, him. come to find out, mm. the kid had jumped on him and would not get off. Right. And so, I mean, I told him, like, yeah. I w- we w- we weren't I wasn't mad. I wasn't I was, mad. Okay, hey, let's get on a subject that'll make everybody mad. Okay. <laughs> cool, I'm up. So I've always thought about this. So you know how you hear bullying all the time? Yeah, yeah I hate bullies. So mm-hmm. no, I know, but like you never heard that back in the day. Like back in the day when I went to high school, like if somebody was a bully, somebody just beat the crap out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if somebody went and bullied somebody, he got a group of friends together and they just whipped the tar out of them. Sure. Do you think part of the bullying problem is you can't beat anybody up anymore oh i would agree mm-hmm. with that well yeah i mean if you beat somebody up you're gonna potentially be in more trouble than the other that's kids. what i'm yeah. saying so yeah. a bully can pick on somebody yeah. right and do whatever he wants to do but any retaliation is so i'm saying like is it maybe we should just go back to the oh. have you ever thought about that i'll, Let's I'll, just go I'll back. let sure. you get with the schools and <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I would would agree with that 100%. I mean, because that's the way it was in high school. I mean, I was was very quiet and I wasn't very outspoken, but the few people that decided that they wanted to pick on me. When it's time to throw hands, uh, you were throwing hands. Without question. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, without question. See, this turned into a man's podcast. I'm going to take my shirt off right now. I'm just saying. And I mean, if. I mean, you know my dad, mm-hmm. and yeah, you just you could take a whole lot of crap, but there's some point in time a man's just got to stick up for himself, right? Yeah, so again, we're so, not advocating people going out beating on no, people. Right. What we are saying you is, is that what does it look like to be a defender? Is uh, that fair, Ellen? Is that going to yeah. be okay, Jenny? Yeah. Well, no, we were saying from the women's perspective. Like, is it okay? I think that- raising I'm on boys it. is different than raising girls, too. I mean, I think I don't have a girl, but I work with kids all day long. And right. I don't think you can treat them the same. No. But and, I think the, and the way that you raise to. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. Like the way that they, their personalities, the things that they yeah. do. Yeah. And I honestly think that's from boy to boy, girl to girl. It is. Like, oh, I'm my, yeah. I know some girls who are. Are so much so, so much different in their personalities, and uh-huh. so the way you choose to lead them is completely different based upon their personality and who they are. You know? Yeah. So along that same line, something that I have pondered a lot: when do you tell your child it's okay to physically knock somebody out? Because <laughs> at some point in time, it is whether whether the world would agree with it or not. At some point in time, if if you're getting picked on enough. At some point in time, it is time for you to yes. knock somebody out. It's time for you to knock them in the face and and set boundaries. Yep. So how old could your child be before you could tell them it's okay to knock well, somebody out? Well, I mean, you just head? said that like every moment's a teaching moment. I don't think there's an age. I think I, it's I a, don't think, I mean, I I, think it's a you're either a defender or you're a bully. And you need to understand the difference. Yeah. Like yeah. for to me, yeah. there's a teaching moment where you're a defender and this is what it means to defend and when it's time to defend, you know, because again, there is a huge difference. Like when is it time to stand your ground? 
Yeah. You know, when is it time to stand your ground? When is it time to just let things go? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think those are teaching moments. And I think you help them navigate those teaching moments or those times through the situation. And it's, that's why, you know, kids are, we should be continual teachers and they should be continual learners. And we should learn that it, it is better to communicate with your children and talk them through situations to the point where they'll understand how to make decisions instead of making decisions for them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so I see so many kids that have grown up, like uh, all my decisions have already been made for me and I just have to follow them all. And then when they get out of that, somebody made my decisions, they have no idea how to do anything because they were never. I, we've, I mean, since Elijah was little, I've always been any any chance we get to, to to have him make a decision, that's where we're at. It's like you make the decisions. No, I just yeah, I don't. I try not to make them all. Right. I mean, sometimes you have to, right? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, Ellen, tell us a little bit about you. What do you love? What's going on? Then we'll get to Jim. <sighs> yeah. So, what what's happening in your life right now? What do you love to do? What are you passionate about? Are you reading anything? Are you watching anything? <laughs> that's a lot of questions. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah. you only will. remember a couple of things I said anyway, and then yeah. I'll just come back to it. Oh. Um, mm. <laughs> I have pretty good memory. Um, I teach art. I teach K to five art. Um, I was a fifth grade teacher before that. And Is art like a passion of yours? Yeah. Really? Have you ever seen her drawings? They're really good. Yeah, probably. You're not I guess on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, that's at all. true. Yeah. Do you so, put them out on Facebook? I draw for a few other people. Yeah, you're about the only one in the county that probably not seen her work. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, she draws for other people. Yeah. Like huh? they pay her. <laughs> yeah, like pictures, right? Is yeah. it pictures? Portraits. Yeah. Animals. Animal portraits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's actually cool. I know. That's actually cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that. Where okay, You said, well, where, you where would you put them out? I just post them on Facebook. Huh. I'm sure she has some on her phone, though. I do, but I don't have my phone with me. Oh, actually. dang yeah. it. No, it's well, over there. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, so no, send me some of that. That's well, you cool. you can pull it up. Oh, so I can you, pull it so up. You spend, yeah. So again, in your spare time, that's what you do? Like, for fun? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if for fun's the right word. It gets a little <laughs> tedious, but... Um, no, I have an art background. So when I started college, I went for graphic design and then oh, wow. dropped that and went to, into education like crazy person. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, looking back, I'm like. <laughs> so anyways, I taught fifth grade. And in Indiana, you don't have to have an art education license to teach elementary right. art. So really, I moved into that four years ago when our art teacher retired. Okay. And so. Was do you art love like it? a passion when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Wow. Art in like elementary was always fun. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Do you do remember yeah. art? Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I hated art. I, I mean, I never liked art either, but elementary was fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's what I do. And then we have three horses and that's mostly my life besides Elijah and him. <laughs> and Elijah's so cute. We kind of all do it together. So how long have you guys been to tell us a little bit about your story as a couple? When did you meet? How long have you been together? <laughs> We've been together for 15 and a half years. Wow. Uh, we've been married 10 and a half years. And we met on a trail ride. Yeah. With like a mutual family friend. Okay. So. So dated for five years. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the only wedding that I've done where the dog was the ring bearer. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> Mine <laughs> might be next. It was the coolest For real? thing. That's the only one. Really? I, I know. Mean, that's I've very done a sad. Lot of, like wild weddings, huh? That's sad that that was the only one. Huh. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Listen, that I can remember that dog. Yeah. So it was like, how are we doing this? <laughs> Even in the rehearsal, he's like, well, the dog will be back there and I'll be like, hey, Roper, I think was the dog. Yeah. Wow. You know? like, we're standing up there during the wedding. And he's like, and Mike's going, there's no way this dog's going. No, and I mean, he's like, I don't remember what you exactly said, but it was like something Roper, and that dog just come. That's so sat right cute. there, took the rings. Yes. You know, so I put a clip on his collar, uh-huh. and we literally had a, a clip. Oh yeah, he had tucks on. Yeah, he had a clip on his That's collar. That's amazing. And we clipped the rings to his collar, uh-huh. and then he That's brought That's what I want to do. <laughs> you want to what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Take a drink, man. Oh, one down the wrong pipe. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I want a ring bear as for a dog. My dog's doing it. To be a ring bear. A man? No. Oh, so we gotta start with that. Yeah, we gotta start okay. with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We're praying for that. <laughs> right. We continually pray for the man that Jenny deserves, which is an awesome man because she's an awesome oh, young lady. Stop. Thanks. This podcast isn't about me. We already know that. <laughs> like you know people have known we've been praying for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's did not, you get a man that you deserve that on a podcast yeah. a while ago? Huh? huh? I mean, I've listened to that stuff on a podcast a while ago. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So we're always praying for that. So you dated for five years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then yep. got married, been married for ten. Yeah. Okay. And a half. Didn't you hear that? No. No, I don't, yeah. no. I don't get into the halves. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. I'm lucky to remember the years. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever forgot your anniversary? For sure. Why do all men do that? Hey, I do. Why do you think I got a list in my phone, buddy? Well, That's what I'm saying. Once you so got an actually, iPhone? No, technically, I don't yeah, know that I've say, ever forgot for the day, for presents or whatever, because it's in my phone. Yeah. See? So I don't remember dates. I don't remember dates. I don't remember. Look at her. She's trying to put me on the spot right now. Let me look, let me <laughs> look at my birthday? phone. Yeah. When's your birthday? Uh, July 28th. Oh, good job. Okay. When's your so birthday? Well, that one's October easy. 30th. Because his, his dad and Elijah have the same birthday. Oh, got it. What's another date? Give him another one. When's our anniversary? Quit. Yes. The week before your birthday. Him on the spot. I'm not good at being on the spot either. Yeah, no. But you did very I'm, well. I did? Yes. Wow. You did. How old is your wife? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Younger than me? <laughs> How old are you? Yeah, I don't even like that. <laughs> so let's not even go How there. How old are you? I don't know, 44, 45 I, now? I think, yeah, wow. 45 now. Wow. So you look I? so much better than me. How's that happen? Are you kidding? Take you your still hat have off. all your Take original your parts. Off. Take your hat off. No. Take your hat off. No. Yes. Take your hat off. Why? There ain't nothing See, there. Look how much better he looks. I mean, like I'm a full-on gray Santa Claus. Yeah, and you but still if, this have, was, if this was grown out, huh? it would be. It would I mean, be you got you got. Okay, fine. You got more gray than I do. No, but. I know that's what why I'm saying. Do you, why do you think I shaved it all off? Because there's nothing right here no more. There's nothing in the back. No. Okay. Yeah, he didn't tell me he was doing it. He just walked out. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, we had talked yeah. about it for a little bit. We had talked about you bit. doing it. But talked like, about him shaving his head? I wasn't yeah. mentally prepared. Was you this recently? You were mentally prepared when he walks out. Oh, last winter. When I was going through all my, going through all my, oh, right, all my stuff, right. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be out of the world for a while. I might as well just do it and get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, it did give you kind of the look of like, are you dying? <laughs> 
Listen, Jim and I have been friends for a seriously long time. Now, you gotta understand the story. Wow. wow. I know. Wow. Okay, bullcrap that nobody else thought that. Does it no. did it not go for no, like it did. he was seriously going through a lot. Well, right. Um, and yeah, then you add the bald head <laughs> and losing weight. You were looking at him like And the walker. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But look at you him now. now. Huh? Look at him wow. now. You're dying now. Okay. No, I don't mean it bad. No, I'm just I saying it added to the look of like, wow. That you right now have got it rough. And let's just admit it, it was oh, rough. Right? I'm th- I'm, yes. Because I'm he's like the bionic man. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I wouldn't change it for the world. No, I know, but tell everybody yeah, what you have. Yeah, can you tell the surgeries? What I have? Yeah, like the bionic well, parts now. Yeah, long story short, uh, last November 30th, I went in and had my left hip replaced. Two weeks after that, we did my right hip. Um, two weeks after that, we fused a vertebrae in my neck. And then wow. five weeks after that, we put this big metal contraption in my lower back. Mm. Yeah, and he had so a bald in, head. Now, in, can anybody get this picture? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can, can anybody give so, a yeah. visual of a guy that just had two hips, a big metal ball put in his back, and vertebrae fused together? Yeah, can right. anybody in get that weeks. picture? In yeah. nine, nine weeks. weeks. That's like, it's, it's almost unheard of. Yeah. Tell us how your mental state was going through that. Ooh, yeah. It was horrible. Huh? It Tell was horrible. what, like, again, through that... God speak to you? Did you have, I mean, what oh, was like some yeah, so like monumental the, times yeah. through that? That was pretty much, I mean, a pivotal turning point in my life. It was, it was after I did my back surgery. So I was doing okay mm-hmm. for the, for the first, uh, first three. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just doing okay. Mm-hmm. And then when I did my back, it, it flat broke me. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, end of the world's coming. It was, couldn't hardly walk, couldn't, you know, and this, we were already, you know, eight weeks into the wife, wife and kids seeing me crawl around the house, constantly in pain. Mm. You can't take a shower by yourself. You know, you can't put your socks on. You can't get dressed. You can't, I'm talking bottom of the barrel, never been there in my entire life. Flat broke you looking for something. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell me again, what did God reveal to you? Like in that moment, you know, what is it that God showed you about yourself? And what is it that you came out of as a better person or a better, mean, pl- at a better place? Well, I, that's one of those questions where you kind of know, but it's just kind of hard to put in the words. But it was at some point in all that is when I had finally made the decision to be all in to mm-hmm. fully give my life mm-hmm. to Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I don't know when it was somewhere in that, mm-hmm. in, in that era, mm-hmm. right. Is, is when I decided to, to not be on the fence anymore, that it was all in. And from there, it was just building faith, trying to figure out, you know, how to be in relationship, how to figure out how to communicate, how to listen. Like yes. what was the biggest thing is figure out how to listen to what he is, what he's, how he's trying to guide you, how he's trying to, you know, put you in this, in this right direction. And it, and all, and all came down to building bridges. It was like, it was time. This is what, this is what had to happen. Like when you and I've had this conversation, when, when God wants you in the game, he's going to get you period. Whether mm-hmm. he's got to take all your stuffs, whether he has got to physically break you to open your eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's what it took for me because I'm extremely stubborn. Mm-hmm. He had to physically break me 
and take me out of this world for six months to reach me. Yeah, so hold that thought for just a second because I want to ask you a question. And Ellen, be thinking of the other side of it. What was it like to help him navigate through, yeah. talking <laughs> through? But so one of the things that we had talked about in the midst of you going through this. So if you knew Jim before, very self-sufficient, very stubborn, and very busy, right? Like, that fair to say? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And so I only want people to see that because when you're saying, okay, because when we get to talking about building bridges, this isn't like the first time you had this, <laughs> the dream of what you wanted God to do through you. Right. But it was a confusing time before this of how it all worked. No, right? Like sure. it was very much like, how is it going to work and how are we going to get together to, you had started it you know, at church and, you know, had ran my kids that yep. had been through it and, yep. you know, it went really well. And then there was just like, how is this going to work long-term? So oh, there's a yeah. lot of things going on, a lot of conversations that we had about like, how's it going to work? And then you get to this place where, okay, you don't want to slow down. You don't want to think, you don't want to like get to this place. So you're saying, God allowed these things to happen to slow you down and speak to you. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because so in even, even prior to that, so I spent almost 14 months planning this because again, you put four surgeries in nine weeks, like nobody does that. Right. So, and dealing with insurance and getting everything planned out or whatever, I just, I go back to, you know, a, close to a year and a half before that when, cause I've, I've had back issues pretty much my whole entire life, just kind of off and on or whatever. And I was just happened to be in my barn, which is, that can get in the whole different thing. But anyways, I was, I was doing just some light work, shoveling poop, my back went out or whatever. And at that point I made the decision that I'm going to get this fixed. So mm -hmm. even, even walking through this, it just felt like that all that happened exactly to his plan mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to lead up to that. And then you start down these, all these surgeries and, you know, I'm out of the, I'm out of the world for six months, but I'm, I'm in church more than I ever have been grow night. Um, you know, we didn't miss a Sunday at church forever. Like I could not get enough of this building, mm -hmm. but in that the relationships that I built were just crazy. I mean, we're still, we're, they're still just coming out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. It's like, like Rianne is a prime example. You know, she started coming to champs the winter that I was down or whatever, built this relationship with Rayan, And then she come out to the house and I mean, Rayan bails hay. Yeah. Well, I know. She told me. She's stacked. Being blessed with, uh, you know, having Nelson and charity in our lives. It's just, yes. Yeah, so in that, two things that I want people to hear. So a lot of times when people get into situations, right? So everybody has a situation that interrupts you in life. So oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you could go around the room and you can talk to every person and everybody's situation is different of where their life was stopped and interrupted for multiple reasons. You lose somebody, you have surgery, you run into a financial problem, yeah. you end up on drugs, you mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like oh, there's yeah. an interruption but you have a choice in your response to the interruption, right? Yeah. So your response to the interruption was, although all of these things aren't good and the worst part of my life, by listening to God and responding to God, it became the best time of your life. That fair to say? Without question. And that's, if I'm sharing this story, that's, that's the key point that I, that I would want to make with somebody. It's, and I've said this for a long, I've said it for a long time, but saying it and believing it are two different things. Mm -hmm. 
everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. If there's bad things happening yeah. in your in your life, try to take a minute to sit in it and figure out why. Mm-hmm. You know, like because I will bet you that you will figure out. You know, depending on where you're at in your faith, because I think that differs for everybody. But it, and and I love Nelson. That in his words, if you have suck in your life, there's probably a reason. <laughs> Sit in it for a while, figure it out, because it it's all part of God's perfect plan. Mm-hmm. There's a path there. Figure mm-hmm. out the path. Yeah. So, Ellen, for you, because I do think that that's obviously an important part of the journey is what was it like from the support side? What was it like from the encouragement side? What was it like for, you know, as a wife, because again, I mean, behind every good man is a great woman, you know, (laughs) and that one. (laughs) Well, I mean, we just don't know that. Anybody, I mean, they're lying if they don't say that. So obviously you you were a part of this journey. Can you talk about your part and how that was? And there was, um, He's very independent, so it uh, taking care of him, I don't know. There was a lot of anger at first from him just mm-hmm. to not be able to do oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, looking back, it makes me chuckle because when he planned all this, he was going to get so much done at home at the time. But, yeah. like, going through it, nothing, you right. know, happened really because he was just down. And, right. Um, I... I wanted to help a lot. Mm-hmm. He didn't want me to help, but he needed the help. Mm-hmm. So there was just um, conflict in that mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I have watched him change a lot mm-hmm. over this, which has changed me mm-hmm. because I feed off of him a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there. I I don't know what else to say other than Well, that. no, I mean, I think you said a lot of what's important yeah. is, is that you were there, although nobody really has it. Like, in every one of these situations, you know, we want to make it like it's glorious, but it's not always glorious. Right. I oh. mean, I'm sure in those times of taking care of a stubborn man, mm-hmm. it wasn't that glorious, you know. <laughs> but in it, what you said reveals what what we need to look for is, is that you saw God working. Mm-hmm. In your husband, right? And because of God working in your husband, it changed you, right? And mm-hmm. because you chose to stick it out and to be there and to be a part of it, because again, it's not glamorous. It's mm-hmm. not glamorous in these situations. But if we stick it out, you're saying, like, I watched things change in him and it changed things in you. Can you, do you have any like specific things that, like, as we've been going down through this journey, like, this is something that's really changed in me now? And watching him go through this? So he's a lot more peaceful mm. than he ever used to be. And just like he said, like things happen for a reason. And mm-hmm. he, he did used to say that, but he didn't always like. Didn't always believe it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, I have, I'm an anxious person mm-hmm. just naturally. Mm-hmm. And um, my level, my level of anxiety has come down a lot just mm. because I, he, if he's not anxious, then I, if he's anxious, I'm going to be like hmm. up here. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I feel like for both of us, there's just been a lot of more like, if God says so, then it'll be. Mm-hmm. And we've 
both let go of a lot of that control. Mm-hmm. Him mm-hmm. more than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it a little bit. Right. <laughs> but, right. Um, yeah. So that that's been the, probably the biggest change through the whole thing. Yeah, because what you said is true of most people. If it's going to be, it's going to be because of me. That's what you're taught in life, right? Mm-hmm. If it's yeah. going to happen, you're going to make it happen. Yeah. So this whole idea of do your part, because this is the thing I don't want people to miss. God still wants you to do your part, right? right? Which you guys are. Mm-hmm. And then let him do his part instead of taking it all over, right? And Right, which when he was taking care of him, like, it was just really out of control. Like, I couldn't do anything. Right. They're limited of what I could do to help him. Right. And so... That was hard, right? Because I was out. I felt out of control, right? So he had both of you in a situation where things are out of your hands. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Because again, I, and Jim, you can share some of the story with you guys. But I would say, I mean, I've known you for a decent amount of time. So if we go back, I think it's you know been. I think when was the church roping? Because that's thir- when <laughs> thir- I think it's been thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. a long. I've been time. coming here thirteen years. Yeah, and so I love you to death, and you've known that, and you know, love being around you guys and see it. But there was always a sense of discontentedness, you know, with where you were in life. Oh, right. There was just always Math- this sense of yeah, like, for sure. This just can't be all. Like this just can't be. That, that's a good way. This of just it. can't yeah. be all there is no, to life. That, that's right. Word for word. That that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's probably why. So, and we've had these conversations too. But I believe that everybody that everybody has gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And the frustration always was for me was I I've always known what my gifts are, mm-hmm. but I've never been able to figure out how to use them. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So. And comes building bridges, we go down all that roads or whatever. But in the last year or whatever, the reason things have changed so much is, again, once you once you learn how to pray, you learn how to listen, and God puts you on a path, nothing else matters. Right, right. When if you need something, then if, if this is what you think you need and you pray about it, then it's either going to happen or it's not. Right. And just be okay with whichever right. way it goes. Stay on the path. Stay the course. But that's the difference. Because I, because I, I want to make sure people see this. Because a lot of people are like, because I'm, I have discontentedness, but I have godly discontentedness. Like I'm not happy with the status quo. Like if you talk to most of the staff. I mean, even where we're at today, I'm not happy. Like, we can do so much more, mm-hmm. reach yeah. so many more, expand the borders so much. And so right. people are like, why can't you just be content? No. I mean, look at where Life Church was and look at where it is today. And I'm like, I will never be content because of this godly, which is what you just there said. You go. Yeah. Don't, don't be, misunderstand my content because I'm not. I, no, that I was mean, what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Because there it's is this. Thriving. Yes. Yeah. There is this man discontentedness. That God is completely against. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like this discontentedness that comes out of selfishness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It comes out of this desire for us to get what we want. But what you're talking about is that some of what you settled is this godly discontentedness. How do I figure out how to use my gifts? So we'll get into to like building bridges and how you guys have seen that. But Ellen, starting with you, did you grow up in a church? Like what is your faith <laughs> background? Yeah. So- and uh, I grew up in Union Church. Oh, okay. And then 
for as long as I can remember. We went there. We lived like a mile from there. And oh. then in high school, maybe, we started going to Emmanuel. And then in college, kind of went to Emmanuel. Then we started dating. And then everybody thought I was an atheist. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, so faith was a pretty important part of and guided most of your decision no. as a no. So mm. okay. I went to church. Okay. Like my experience mm. with church was a lot of like watching people say something on Sunday and living their life completely different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until recently. Mm-hmm. That's probably been my experience with church. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of the knowledge background. Okay. Way more than me. Yeah. <laughs> But either way, so you had it. So that's what I was going to get at is so when you met Jim, mm-hmm. the faith part wasn't important at that time of him to no. be a believer. Because from what I would understand, I and maybe Jim. I would say he didn't. He wasn't an atheist. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it wasn't a big part of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, Jim, tell yeah. us, what was your faith growing up? Like. Was it a big so, part of your background? Because I honestly don't even know this for well, sure. You didn't pay attention to the baptism video? Jeez. Oh, you didn't Jesus memorize these Jeez. <laughs> Go ahead. I got it, it out there. Whatever. <laughs> no. So for me, no, Christ was never in our home. Um, my mom was raised Catholic. Um, my dad was Southern Baptist, I think. And I don't even know exactly what that means. <laughs> I don't. It's okay. It doesn't even matter. I don't. I I seriously don't. Because actually, again, one of the other cool things about this journey for me was is that I have actually started to have conversations about Christ with my dad. Mm. And and you have met him a little bit. So you know know what abrasive guy that he can be. And and sometimes those can be very, very hard. Um, And I really tried to get him here for the baptism Sunday, which it just didn't work out. But anyways, so no, it was never, it was never really a thing. I remember when I was like junior high or whatever, I had some friends that went to some churches. So I went, I went with them just, just to go, but Mm -hmm. it was never, it, it, it was never really a part of my life till that church opened. Hmm. Yeah, so that so again, let's talk through that. Maybe talk about it while Corinne's in here, so that way maybe we can do another church roping someday. Ooh, oh, well, it's happening. It's no, just I know that's what we're going to get to. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. So again, and she's going to be a big part of it. So Corinne's a big part of everything. She just doesn't yeah, she know is. it yet. She's the. Superstar. I don't even know how many people know about it just huh? yet. But anyways, that all comes. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll come. All come. So again. Talk about the experience of the church roping, because what it's going to lead into is two things. So one, you're going to talk about building bridges, right, of what you guys are passionate about, the ministry that you want to, that, that you guys want to continue to do and see explode and be a part of, and how the version of the church roping is what you guys want to bring mm-hmm. in the upcoming spring, yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah and yeah. So yeah. tell me about what was what was exciting to you guys who are— Kind of somewhere with faith, kind of not with faith, but you're big into horses. What at the church roping made a difference for you? So I'm going to start this one just real quick because, (laughs) yeah. So they had out of Manassas Staples, they had a a team roping event and a barrel racing event. And 
and a country concert. For me, oh, yeah, you can't remember yeah, that. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't even remember the concert. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, we you were the, running. You had the worship band up on stage. Yeah, well, they, they we did a, the first year we did it. So we did it two years ago. Yeah, see, I don't even yeah, remember I don't, the first year. I don't know which year. one we came to. But was it a roping? What? The very first one. Was it an actual team roping? Yes, that's all it was. So it the, wasn't barrel racing. No. Okay. Then we'll so I don't, I don't it was know team roping I'm, and at Manasseh. At Manasseh. Okay. Because remember the guy the guy that helped us put it on was the yes. guy that travels around. Yeah, I, I know who he is, but I don't remember. But his anyway, name. the first one we did was just essentially like, <laughs> oh, well, let's just do a team roping and then do church. So we canceled church and went out and did the team roping and then did a worship service. Yeah, on. see, I don't I then can't after I that I'm like, that dude, I'm up for canceling church all the time. What's <laughs> right. The, right. What's the next thing that we <laughs> that could do? Fun. Yeah, what's the next thing that we could do? So then we went all out. Like we want to made it an event. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so that was country concert on whatever night, barrel racing, uh, right. team roping, church. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the team roping. Right. Anyway, so keep so, going. So for me, uh, and really for us, not really being in church, we were at this really cool horse event. And, and, I'll, and I'll never forget this till the day I die because I've told this story before. If you remember between the garage and the barn, the driveway walking down where you had the tent on the left and the arena on the right. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. I was walking through there and I just happened to look up and there's this guy walking on that hillside going right down there. And I'm going, that guy's a preacher. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, are you kidding? What, what yeah. is going on here? This is totally against yeah. everything. I, I <laughs> and keep in mind, let me back the train up. So people might not know this. I used to be married before. Okay. And that was a very, very churchy family. That is where if somebody would say, you know, you've been church hurt, it was that era of my mm-hmm. life because mm-hmm. that pastor absolutely hated me. I mean, like with a passion, he wouldn't <laughs> this marry is a serious us. Moment. Yeah. Like for sure. So then I see this other guy yeah. that's a parent. I'm going, what in the world is this? And we had a conversation that day. Was like, we need to go check out Life Church. Hmm. Well, after the service, but I all I could think was like, I knew we were gonna go up there, and I was like, please don't let this turn him off from church. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I grew up in church and I wanted to get back into church. And yeah. like, so you were worried that the event like, was going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first time we came was your business meeting. Yeah. The first time we came to this church was the business meeting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, they're not that bad. <laughs> I but mean, they're. Yeah. I, well, that, I remember showing up and being like, oh, God. <laughs> well, that was not a great one to start. Yeah. yeah. No, it's but, not. Yeah. Yeah. But it's evolved yeah. over time. So that. Me. And <clears throat> so I've been, I've been working up the, you know, the stuff for the horse show this spring and, and going through the history or whatever. And I can't for the life of me remember like how you and I actually build a relationship. Like, I don't, I mean, I remember you from there. And then I don't know if it's just because you're outgoing personnel. Well, no. We just started talking at well, church. So, so a, a couple things. So at the roping, you know, the whole event, right? right. So the idea yeah. of the event was is that too many times the churches are saying, come to a come to us right. and never go to them. So we as a church have always said, we want to think outside of the box and yeah. we're open to blow the box up, you know, Absolutely. so blowing the box means going out and yeah. canceling church and, you know, we're going to do it. And that's what you're, you know, that's, that's who we are. That's what we're about. Well, after that, you know, I had known you from 4-H. So Becca Grossman, 
Yeah. You know, was so when my kids were in 4-H, Becca, you know, yep. was she came to me and sat by me and she's the first thing she said is, just so you know, I hate pastors and I hate the church. So what do you do? Wow. And I'm like, well, I'm the pastor of life. And we started talking and right. we started riding yep. together. Beck and I started yep. riding, trail riding together. We knew you guys through 4 H. Okay. You know, because you guys were involved in 4 H. Yeah, we were at the forest time. leaders for five years. You know, and so we'd known you then. And then, you know, after that, I, you know, you were involved in some of the roping stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would come out on Saturdays and, yep. you know, we would talk. And then, honestly, you initiated the hunting trip with me. And then, you know, where you invite me to go pheasant hunting. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it just, it's been it just a built. ongoing relationship since then of helping you navigate this whole idea of where does <laughs> church and faith and yeah. all that fits. So let's talk about, again, what you guys love, what you're dreaming about, what you're hoping for. So let's talk about building bridges. Yeah. So building bridges, how did it originate? Where did it come from? Because we only have like 15 minutes yeah, left. Yeah, I know. So. And that really stinks because we're just now getting into the what's important here. No, it's, oh, it's always, listen, <laughs> it's a good teaser for because here's what we want people to do. Mm-hmm. We don't want people to get all the information here. We right. want them to sit with you. Mm-hmm. So the idea from this podcast is you give bits of information and people who are interested. I mean, this is just my suggestion. You get a hold of Jim and Ellen, you have lunch and right. you have supper, you get to talk and you get to see the real vision and passion for what's happening. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the building bridges, what's behind it and, you know, your passion and get again, give a brief summary of it and what you're praying for and hoping for. And then we can talk about. This is your baby. I'm <laughs> I am the assistant. <laughs> yeah. So back in 2013, um, we actually, the, the, the 4-H wasn't working out for us. We knew there was something more or whatever. I always had, had that drive. So one of our, we, we have had countless conversations with this, but one that I will never forget exact time, place, whatever was the day that I approached you with this idea when you were sitting with Allie on the bleachers out at the horse and pony pitch this idea about getting, you know, horses and kids together and, you know, doing little divorceners or whatever. And, and you were like, from the get go, you were, you were in it. I just was absolutely in it and you helped us figure out how to start it. And we ended up doing we ended up doing little camps out at Josh Jessica Shears, which is where, you know, we did that. We actually did that for four years mm-hmm. and, you know, we would bring kids out and, and we had some, uh, volu- volunteers yeah. from, you know, from here, some of them were from the college or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we would find the right person to pair with the right kid with the right horse because we had access to that stuff. And we know we would start the day out with little devotionals. Zach Shear was a part of it then, and, and we'd do little devotionals. And then we would, you know, clean stalls, clean the barn up for Jessica or whatever. And then we would just, you know, ride and, and teach kids, you know, some riding skills at the time because that's that's kind of just how it started. Mm-hmm. So Catering to kids who would not have otherwise had that experience. Yeah, yes, for sure. So we did that for four years, and then we kind of just through circumstances lost that facility to use. So I basically just spent the next eight years or so just plain being mad at God. Like, you know, well, this— I, We this, were burnt out. This, like, I was burnt out. Yeah, because you were doing everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, can I share that? Yeah, like, for sure. It was his dream, but I executed it. Right. And when we started again, when we when we went through the surgeries and all this went down, I was like— I will help you, but I will not 
do everything. Right. And, um, yeah. So like in those eight years, I kept being like, we should be doing this. Like mm-hmm. every time I come to church, I want to come to church because every time I'd leave, I'd be like, we're supposed to be doing this. We're not. And like now I just feel bad. And I wasn't there. That was the kicker. That was the of, point. I, I, would, I wasn't there. I would what? come without him. Oh, um, right. Right. Uh, no, I mean, I wasn't there as far as I was still being oh, mad because God wouldn't mm-hmm. give me a ton of money to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's key point in this whole deal. Yeah. So, like, so can I share this and you can elaborate yeah. on it? So, so building bridges, the concept that you pitched to me, and I still think is this concept today is, is that there are people that don't have opportunities to be able to connect with animals in a way, mm-hmm. and that there is a certain bond that can happen when somebody gets on a horse that's very healing, Mm -hmm. that's very soothing, that's very, that connects them in ways that they can't get done. And so for, because there are a lot of privileged kids, and I don't even mean this in a bad way, but but it's expensive to own animals. So there there are a lot of privileged kids that have lots of parents with lots of money who will buy horses and board them and they can go ride them or that can go ride boarded or, but there is a huge group of, young people who would love to be a part of that mm-hmm. right. and would love to experience that, but can't because of the right. financial right. strain that does. So part right. of building bridges was building bridges, the gap, mm-hmm. yeah. right? right. Bridge and f- finding people to connect to those kids. Like it's more than just the horses. We want but, it to be a mentorship type program too. Right. Okay. This is what, and I've, I've spent countless hours thinking and prayer on this, that I don't want this to get wrapped up into this is horse riding lessons. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Some people will. They, they don't understand the difference of it. And this isn't even just about using the horses for for healing the individuals. Like, mm-hmm. that's a part of it. But this this facility and, and using these horses is, is about— it, it's about building relationships with other people, mm-hmm. right? To because if you ha, if you if you bring a kid through my program and we get them introduced to the animals and in the facility or whatever, and then I bring in another group, and now you have an experienced kid mentoring another kid, and now you start conversations about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like to me, in the end game, that is how you change a generation of kids, right? Kids, but, they, but here's the reality kids. that we all know. Right. So every, everything that we do takes a draw, right? It just does. So we want people to come. It's a draw. Part of doing building bridges is the draw is I'm a young kid that wants to ride a horse. And horses so is we're my not, means. Again, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but we're not underselling the fact that the draw is oh, it's no, pretty cool yeah, as a sure. kid no, to be able to come out. It is. Then this is the cool part about it, right? And this is what we try to do in every opportunity. Then you get a chance to share Jesus, share mm-hmm. vision, and share relationships. Yeah. 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 But the horses, the facility, the things that are there are connecting points yeah. to be able to bring kids in that wouldn't naturally have that right. opportunity. And, reach and then once they're there, then we get an opportunity, yeah. one, to connect them with other people that they wouldn't normally be connected yeah. with, opportunities for them to, to learn something that right. they could enjoy right. and love and be a right. part of and teach somebody else to do the same thing. Absolutely. Right? And we get those yeah. platforms forms to yeah. be able to do it. Yeah. But there's big barriers 
right, yeah. to getting this done. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, mostly one big bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, and I, and I did, I, I kind of want to make sure we touch on this. So, because you and I have had relationships for weather, so I've been down several different roads for this. One of them was we've had conversations in the past about just flat buying another facility, trying to make it a business sure. to run building bridges mm -hmm. out of. And the way I look at that is God said no. Right. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a few years, we have conversations about me buying another business to where my income would be huge enough mm -hmm. to support this. Mm -hmm. God said, no, mm -hmm. what's going on here? Well, I've figured this out that because this is something that can be built and impact lives for generations to come, it has to be built the right way. Mm -hmm. That was the piece that's always been missing. Mm -hmm. This has to be built on the shoulders of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. period, end of story. It can't mm -hmm. be built by me or, you know, me making X amount of numbers to do this or whatever. It has to be built by his people. Mm -hmm. That's that's it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And that was that's the crucial piece that's been missing. Yeah, so again, so the, the gap, so just so everybody knows, because again, we can't get into all of it, but the gap is finances and people, mm -hmm. right? No, and it's not even people anymore, Mike. This okay. is this is blowing up. Like people are coming people out of the word <laughs> work. They're coming. All I need is a million and a half dollars to build a facility. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say You laugh at the number, but it's... Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I'm not laughing no, in the so, fact that it's when you so, said just. Just. Yeah. yeah. For people well, to, that are... That in, are in, in God's eyes, it's nothing. And that's just the fact that I have accepted because I, I believe, because he has shown me this, this will happen. Yeah, so, so maybe I should rephrase this. The right people oh, with sure. the right amount of money. Yeah. yeah. That's my point. So I, yeah. there's never a lack of people who want to be involved. Mm -hmm. No. There's no. a lack of people that are willing to make a sacrifice, substantial sacrifice. Yeah. And so, again, if you're out there and you're listening and you're a part of this, I mean, I, my suggestion is, is that if you're looking at a place that, again, if you're passionate about a couple things. One being seeing young people right now who massively are leaving the church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and they're really not getting Jesus. And mm -hmm. so if you want to be about trying something different and different platforms and different opportunities, this is a platform and an opportunity to reach kids, right? No, and to yeah, teach those. And built, so if yeah. you're out there and you're looking to invest into something that could change a generation of young people and four generations. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. if you're out there and you're listening, you know, get with Jim and Ellen and Jenny, if you're, you know, can give you their contact information, you know, mm -hmm. after the podcast is over, you can text Jenny or get with her and she can give that information, but have a meeting, you know, listen to the vision and because that's the gap. I mean, the gap right now is the, the few people, because I'm with you, you know, me, I mean, I mean, money's money. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah and realistically right now we have, one horse mm -hmm. yeah. in our barn right. that yeah. we can use. And right. we are. And that, that was something else that we come to terms with, um, maybe more me so than her, but it's like, if you don't, if you don't use and you don't give away what you have, mm -hmm. then God's not going to give you more. Mm -hmm. So we have a horse that mm -hmm. is usable. So she has been mentoring a girl mm -hmm. all summer that's been coming out. I've picked up a couple kids mm -hmm. uh, um, that I'm really thankful that they have entered my life and mm -hmm. doing what you can with what you have. And the rest will come. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. When people sit down and talk to you, you can't get the whole story. <laughs> but when people sit down and talk to you, they're going to see, like, it's a, it's an act of faith and it's an act of faithfulness. Yeah. And you can share the stories of life change and the things that happen and things you're praying for. So I would just recommend them getting with you. Mm -hmm. Then let's talk about the church. What What is it actually called? It's a barrel race. It's going to be a barrel race. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And pole bending and flights, but yeah. yeah. So is yeah. it like what it's, it was before? No. No. No, it this different? Way, it was a roping before. Okay, roping. I don't know the difference. Where, you're right. So team roping is where two people go out and rope a cow, basically. They just have to get it? Yeah, we'll, do, we'll <laughs> just, yeah, no, we'll just leave it at yes. that because okay. I can explain all that to you later. But this is actual, you know, you're barrel racing and you're pole bending. You know you're just is? going like in between? Okay. Yeah. 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 I've seen it on movies. Yeah, where you go around the barrels, literally cloverleaf around the barrels, right? So that's that's part of our gifts is obviously horses. And we both for quite a, quite a while have wanted to do a horse show. Mm-hmm. And that's something else because of how I got to this place mm-hmm. through the church roping. Mm-hmm. It's been real heavy on my heart the last few years to do this, to try mm-hmm. to reach more people the same way I was reached. Right. And God said it was time to do it this year. So we're going to do it. Okay. And... So we've got some rough stuff going on. I've already got the venue booked. It's out of the Chief Hoffman Saddle Club. We've got some other stuff going. But the cool story behind this was, um, and I don't know how much time we got, but I got to share this one with you. So we're figuring somewhere around $8,000 to put this on. Mm -hmm. So we're in the process of raising money for that. So while I was at work, I got an email from the head boss that says they were looking for ideas because every year they give X amount of money to charitable donations. And I'm like, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I sent, and this, this, this is the, the big guy, right? Yeah. I sent him an email, said, Hey, building bridges is looking to do a horse show for, you know, an outreach for the kids or whatever. I said, you can look them up on Facebook. Next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call saying, where do we donate? And they donated $2,000 cool. to this already. Yeah. Awesome. Just shout out to, are you allowed to say their name? Vermeer, yeah, yeah absolutely. Shout out to Vermeer. Yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. giving away money. Right. Well, they actually give away $90,000 this year yeah. to wow. not-for-profit, and they just they give us $2,000 for this horse show, wow. which yeah. is... So good for you for asking, yeah. good for them for giving. So yeah, I mean... You don't have because you don't ask. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always asking. Well, that was another hard lesson, yeah. uh, just figuring out, because you know me, I don't I don't like asking for things, but... Same. When when it's time, it's time, and and there's another there's more stories that go with asking. That there's so many stories. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why they need just, to get with you. Yeah. yeah, they're just they're just pretty amazing the way God's been working in all of this. So I absolutely and nobody's ever gonna veer me off this because I know it's 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 my path. It's where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. no matter what. Period. End yeah. of story. So do we know a date for the show? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a calendar? <laughs> yes, I do. It's the last weekend of June. It's the last weekend of June. Yeah, okay. Friday and Saturday. Um, yeah, and so see. people want to get involved. Are we at that place yet? Are we yeah, at a place where people can get involved? Yeah, it, the 24th. Well, I've yeah, sat down with Rianne. 23rd and 24th. Um, 23rd and 24th. That's yeah. Friday and June. Saturday. Of June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'll, be, it'll be a Friday night. will be all the expos or whatever. And I haven't had a conversation with the other people that are going to be heavy hitters in this game that don't know it yet. Surprise. Um, but yeah, we're going <laughs> to, we'll do expos Friday night and then um, just kind of get people there. But then I want to do like a little campfire worship deal Friday night for everybody that's involved because I'm going to need close to 50 volunteers throughout the whole day of parking and mostly the arena work of setting up poles, setting up barrels. Um, and then full-blown worship sir we're gonna cut yeah, we'll the, stop the we're show. stopping the yeah, show at five sure. o'clock saturday making everybody come down we will force and you make you go to church <laughs> sure. make we're you. shutting, That's why we shutting came down to your no, so shutting down the show no we're gonna do the service yeah. and the people that are involved with this have coached me into doing the message that night Whoa. Jim the preacher. Jim no, the preacher. Jim the preacher. <laughs> because we feel like that we have to start spreading 
the yeah, you should tell your story of building bridges. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so with that, so again, I'm there'll, be, there'll be details coming out. Like I'm starting to sweat thinking But there'll about be it. people, obviously, if you're a listener, you don't come to Life Church and you want to know what's going on, again, you can get with Jenny. Jenny will help. You know, because again, you don't have to come to Life Church to be involved. Right. right. You know, what's going on to help spread the word. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get that get that out it's there. It's coming. We we just we needed to get through Christmas yeah. and whatever no, to sure. where Nick had some free time because I got some major. <laughs> Nick never has free time. I got, I got <laughs> no questions for him, it. and we just we kind of need to sit down to get things. <laughs> Yeah, out, it's all so. coming. Do you have questions? For yes, him? we okay. have questions. Oh. From the we audience. do, we do. No way. Okay, first one. Bree Sullivan says, oh, "How do you handle the extreme cold with all of your animals? It's awful. And do you have animals other than horses? We have three dogs. That's it, and some pigeons and quail. Um, <laughs> it's pigeons. Extreme cold. Is that really a pet? No. It's what do a, they do? It's for his what, dog I to his learn dogs. how to kill him. Oh, okay. Well, I thought they're just in the barn. Um, and then, as far as the cold, we have a lot of heated apparel. Uh huh. Like I have a heated vest. You just got one for Christmas. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ellen, somebody else. No, didn't you? You got a heated vest for your horse. For my horse? Yes. He got, wow. a, blank, he got a blanket. Oh, so just a blanket. come on, guys. That was the same thing. It's the thing. same thing. Oh, no, I was like, I know that he we He walks do. around with an extension cord plugged <laughs> into it. <laughs> we, we do. We have, like, heated apparel and then, um, I don't know, a big heater in the barn. It just sucks. I mean, yeah. yeah. Wow. And you yeah, have to put does. something like in their water bowl too, like right? No, they have, they have heated buckets. And they do? Like during the major cold blizzard part. Like the blizzard last two days, when it was real cold, yeah. they just stay in the barn. just stayed in the barn. We have with blankets. And their blankets. That's it. No heat. Not until I get my facility built. Because I want it to be year round. But they're warm, like they naturally, right? Yeah. Yes. They yeah. have big, thick winter coats. Yeah. How much do horses eat? Like how much do you feed them? Oh, gosh. Like how much are they supposed to have about in a day? About 30 pounds of hay a day and about six pounds of grain. Really? Okay. So I have to figure up a budget for, because we've, we've started the, yeah, just go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to tell you, it's about three grand a year to take care of a horse. Okay. Well, this is perfect because dun, 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 Emily Miller, what is the average startup cost? If someone is interested in owning a horse with a horse emoji. The horse oh. emoji. I know. I love well, the horse emoji. I mean, it depends if you're going to board or if you're going to have. Oh, gosh. If you what about personally? Where's your horse going to stay? Yeah. Got you. I thought, well, boarding, yeah. I think of dog boarding. Right. Same, same principle. You know, same right. Principle. right. But it's at the house, principle. right? Well, so like, some, so like if I only owned one horse, I would find somebody who already had a barn and pay to keep my horse there. Okay. That would be cheaper than me building a barn and having a horse. Right. That's so, so much a month to do so, that. Yeah. So if you have a place at home for a horse, because I just sat down and figure all this stuff, you're real close to about $3,000 a year okay. to take care just of a horse. So not, now, now you have to spend several thousand dollars for tack. You have to have a truck. You have to buy a trailer. I'm telling you, this game is ridiculous. Wait, why? You don't, we don't have to we, do all of those things. You can ride your horse around your place. And right, yes. You it still depends. have to have There's tack. So Variables. I said tack. You don't have to have a trailer and a well. Yeah, I mean you it's can a lot. be. It's too many variables to throw out a specific number. It depends on what you want to do. Right. Yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. We spend thousands of dollars of years on horses. But we—that's our life. And, and that is right. our life. That, that is so. our family hobby. That's yeah. what we do as a family. That's, That's what we do. Weekend vacation. Yeah, we don't take <laughs> we vacations. We don't take real vacations. <laughs> we don't. We take a vacation every weekend. Do a horse right, show. Right, but that's fun. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that's the fine. best Wizard. advice possible is not find a crooked horse yes. dealer to buy your horse yeah. from that find says somebody, it's, that it's family friendly yeah. and it breaks your fingers. Yeah, that, that's good advice. Yeah. Good. Wait, why? Because that happens all the time. Yeah, people yeah. say all this like, and I mean, people will not, like they're mean or something. No, they're just they're not. not they're just not, they're not honest broke. with you to tell you that the horse is something that he's not. Oh, the first horse honest. that we got. So if they're looking for a horse, tell them to get with us, and we'll help them oh, find. Oh, okay. yeah. get with her. It's supposed That's to be her it's supposed to be family that. friendly. The horse that we got, and it broke Sherry's finger in four places. How? So she had it. They're big. So she had. <laughs> I know, her, but she had, no, she had the rope. And again, at the time, you know, we're just walking around. He takes off the wrap, the rope catches her finger and broke it four four different places. Been there. Yeah. This the the day before I was going to take this thing to trade it in on a different horse, I was bringing it in and it kicked and went right by my face. And if Mm. I knew I wasn't trading it that day, I'd have shot him right out there in the pasture. Just got shot my horses. Yeah. I shot him (laughs) right out there in the pasture. Yeah. Wow. So find a good horse. That's Find a good horse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. From Doug Bragg. He wants to know that he has heard a little bit about your mission in the Grow Night class that you took together. They are fun people with a great story. In addition to financial help and prayer, how can we as a church community help their mission? Which would yeah, donate. No, you said it. I mean, no. I, like what else though? Yeah. Oh, besides financial? Yeah. I mean, that's right now where we're at um, because again, God is bringing every, every person that I need right now is just coming into my life, which is absolutely amazing. But I mean, I threw out the number of a million and a half dollars to build a facility that that's not just a number I've pulled out of my, pulled out of thin air. I mean, that, Keep it yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it is. That's, that's what it's going to take. And that's what I need. I need a, I need a facility yeah. to do this out of. And there have, it's not just the kids with horses. It's, it's already grown to where people that work with other people that have physical or mental handicaps. Like I want to train that person in the facility so that they can have a whole different group of kids or people there that are just not at risk. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to work with veterans, if I don't ever want this place to be shut down and I want it to run, you know, 365 days a year, yeah. that's I mean, my vision. Really financially like, is the, is the biggest It's thing. getting it built because it's, this is right now, it's like, we are doing something on a very small scale with one horse, but for the most part, it's just an idea. Mm-hmm. But this idea over the last year is just exploding. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I would say just, word of mouth. I yeah, would bleed, say for people vision. to be talking yeah. to people because then they're, they'll find wow, the people. Wow, would you just say bleed, bleed the vision? Oh, yeah. I never heard that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, that you right. just got to bleed it out into other people. Right, so everybody we'll you talk somebody. to is another connection that you just right. never know. And right. sooner or later, somebody that's got the financial backing is right. going to hear about this and exactly. share my vision and is going to come help us build this facility. Yeah, might right. be Can one, might a, be ten, might be twenty yeah. people. That, a plug that we do have a like under Life Church. There is oh yeah, our, we mm-hmm. have a tab. Yeah, so for donations. So for if you go on the app, I have no idea if that's true. Yeah, or not. it is. If you go on the app <laughs> yes. and you go into giving. Yep. There's yeah. a place well, for building go, bridges that you can donate even, to. Even just the Life Church Huntington website, mm-hmm. go to giving, building bridges, because that's the way Vermeer just donated was that way. So, yes, it works. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> they have their own account. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shani, did I say it right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Shani Young wants to know if you guys give writing lessons to kids. <laughs> Never been asked that before. <laughs> I mean, so... Here's the deal. We have one horse. It's also Elijah's horse. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a girl that's riding him this coming summer. And it's not, 
So for the most part, the answer is unfortunately no. Not I'll yet. say it. She doesn't want to say yet. it because it's that's true. Because it's I cannot not yet. put kid after kid after kid on this horse. Right. Like, if that makes sense. He's just not ready. No, it's just because hard he's on a the horse. he's a very expensive uh, he's, broke he's running a competition horse. horse. Right. Okay. Who's a great babysitter, but also like I don't want to ruin him for my kid. Yeah. So no. Which. Not, no, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. It's, not yet. Yeah, we're we're doing with what we can do. We just but can't. But if she's interested in lessons, I can point her to some people who there you give go. lessons. There you go. There you go. There. So. That's a good answer. All right. Yeah. Emily Krieger says, going into the new year, we are constantly trying to reinvent ourselves for the better. With that said, what is your most irrational fear or superstition that you want to see take a backseat this year, 2023? That was a good question. Yeah, like My I don't even understand it. Fear. Irrational <laughs> fear. Wait, what'd you say? Um, I don't. Like, what are you afraid of that you want to see? Or if you have a superstition, I, I don't. That's I don't Jim's not afraid of anything. No, anymore. nothing. See, I don't have too many fears anymore. No. I, don't, I don't know. Right now, okay, let me back that train up a bit. Right now, right now. my biggest fear is the message at the horse show. There you because go. I feel like it's, it's a, irrational. It's yeah. extremely important. There are going to be people there that yeah, that are going to need to mess hear up. It. I, mean, I know because if you mess you, up, you like, can't put any more pressure like, I mean, on me. If you mess up, somebody's life might be ch- that's oh. ruined forever. Wow. That's right. <laughs> Again, you can't tell me it's absolutely not yeah. true. But you can't this tell me anything true. that I have not already thought about it's in that not aspect. True. Yeah, it's not true. It's not Whatever true. you this say is, is happening for a reason. Right. God's words. So everything you say That's why I will pray be for, for a reason. Yeah. Just give me so the right Ellen, words. Do you have irrational I, uh, I have a lot of irrational fears. Yeah, you <laughs> right, one, she has anxiety. You yeah, yeah, I have anxiety. Um, my fear with building bridges is always just like. Oh, there you go. What? No, go ahead. I don't know. It's always just been like, how are we going to do this? Yeah, mm. because you've said multiple times that you don't even see it. That the you don't logical know that. I don't part. have the vision. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. it's never been my vision. Yeah. And I'm okay. And that's another change. I'm oh. okay with that now. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't before. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's my Yeah, put it behind like, you. That's good. How, how are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and those are all the questions. Okay, so wow. send yep. us off with the text group and how people yes. can get involved. So those numbers that just were asked are from our texting group. And you can be a part of our texting group if you text 260-408-8383. Yes. Yes. I always love when I you're, get that right. You're the best. Right. Thanks. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so I just ask questions because I send them out each week from you guys. So we let you know who's going to be on our podcast. So you can text us back with a question that you've thought of or just thought mm-hmm. of randomly, but then throughout the week, you can text us. If you know somebody that wants to be on the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, yeah, just use it regularly all the time. We'll yeah. respond, hopefully. Yeah. And so again, don't forget, you know, we'd love for people to take an opportunity. So if you're listening to this, one of the things we always suggest is, is like get on our social media so you can get a picture of Jim and Ellen. Like, mm-hmm. what do they look like if you've never <laughs> met them? Um, even because we have the opportunity for you to watch them, but not everybody's going to watch. Right. We're always just saying, well, get on for a second. Jenny right. always posts it. Yep. Get like, this is what they look like. Because we'd love for you to go up and introduce yourself and mm-hmm. talk to them. And again, take an opportunity to hear the vision and what God's sit doing. sit in the second row. <laughs> And I will be putting something out like a testimony Tuesday type of a thing mm-hmm. along with this. So yeah. that can also be liked and shared and commented and yeah. Yeah. yeah so don't forget, that's how we get the word out. And, mm-hmm. and like we've always said is, is that 
take an opportunity if you share it, if you like, or you comment, because it gets into other people's feeds. Nobody really knows like what God's going to do with that. No, so right. clue. Yeah. No. So we're praying like, Hey, God does amazing things and you know, his will is done. And, and again, Jim and Ellen, like it's been, here's what I've say personally, watching you guys' journey from 10 years ago, <laughs> if that was the day to where you are yeah, today, to close. me is an example of stay the course. Right. Like you guys stay the even course. Even in the lows. Yeah. Even and in the you valleys. Stay faithful. And and God has really changed some things in both of your lives and revealed some things. And now it's going to be able to use you in some mighty ways. So I'm, you know, it's awesome to watch. I'm proud of what you guys are doing and excited about what the future is going to be. And so we'll continue to pray for that. And you guys that are listening or watching, pray with us that God can do some amazing things through this and continue to use you guys um, in awesome ways. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and again, we hope that you'll subscribe, listen, or subscribe, like, share, whatever it is that you can help us get the word out. Yeah. Right. And again, get to know Jim and Ellen from that. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.